Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy yoga biz coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hope you're all doing fab. Uh, We're doing fab, we're here ready to go, ready to record. Stevie has two teddies at the same time, so it's all abundance happening right here at Amy McDonald HQ. Today I wanted to talk about this idea of us and them sort of reared its head a little bit lately and uh, yeah I've got a bit of an, an, a podcast topic really that's more about inquiry and um, maybe some self-reflection it's definitely been doing that for me before we jump into the topic some celebrations um, I would like to celebrate Sarah who now has 37 people signed up for her virtual retreat her first virtual retreat ever charging 10 pounds per person two hour virtual retreat 37 people Nice. I would also like to celebrate Tess, who emailed me uh, over the weekend, who did her first week of online classes last week, and she taught four classes online, first time ever, and she had nine, 11, six, and six people in those classes. So brilliant, Tess. Congratulations. Uh, And I'd also like to do a huge hurrah for Rachel, who, this must be a magical number, had her first ever Sunday circle, which was a combo of relaxation, some kundalini moves, some gongs, some singing bowls. uh, And she had 37 people, including me. So congratulations to uh, those ladies and to everybody else. Because really, I have had so many messages, emails, DMs, Facebook messages from people just saying that they really have surprised themselves and uh, they're loving what they're doing and they're feeling deeply in service and connected and still, um, you know, generating abundance in their businesses. So congratulations to everybody and don't stop. Keep going. Um, Be consistent be grounded, don't max out your energy, you don't need to feel grasping or grabbing about missing out, stay uh, cool, calm, grounded, connected, consistent, showing up for your people uh, at a rate that feels maintainable for you is my advice on that one. So everybody, well done. And just on that, um, I've booked in for some classes. I'm trying to do a class a day from all y'all. So if you are offering online drop-in classes and your time zone works in some kind of fashion with mine, um, please send me a message on Insta with the link to what it is that you're offering uh, at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. So far, I'm doing a rest and nidra kind of situation tomorrow, um, which I'm excited about. And then on Sunday, uh, I'm going to New Zealand for a uh, mini retreat. Can't wait for that. Uh, but I've got time, folks. I've got time. And, um, you know, I believe in the power of abundance uh, in terms of flow. So I would love to book in for some of your stuff. Please message me. Invite me to you things. I would like to be a drop-in. Um, I'll do anything uh, yoga-related. Uh, it turns out um, my lounge room 
that needs a little bit more furniture rearranging because I did sort of clock myself on my lampshade during Rachel's Sunday circle and then almost uh, Rachel had us do like you know you're on it's sort of tabletop do some cat cow stuff and then you do right arm up left leg up um, and I was quite conscious for a moment that it would have been very possible to put my left foot on my armchair which was out of shot so she wouldn't have seen me and I could have just rested it there yep didn't do it, but man, was I tempted. <laughs> I don't know. How is, it? How is everybody else going rearranging their lounge rooms? Uh, as always, hit me up. Love hearing your comments. Okay, so let's talk about the topic then. The topic being uh, us and them in yoga and life. I have been, um, for the past oh, a couple of weeks now, two weeks, uh, until sort of over this past weekend, um, I've fallen into the us and them thing. Bad. I've fallen into the why am I doing this and they're all doing that? You know, why why do why are those people doing these things and and all the good people are doing this stuff? You know, um I, I remember when it's when it set in, I went to what was this, two weeks ago, I went to the supermarket. Okay, it's time to start actually looking at what you have in your house and the times of going to the supermarket every day are drawing to an end, Amy. So get your shit together, be a grown-up and actually buy like a grown-up's amount of food. And of course, the things that I normally buy weren't there. And I, and it was quite, uh, the first time it had sort of hit me and I was, it was um, unsettling. And I got back into my car and I fell into this funk of like, why are all the people doing it? Why, why are people buying more hummus than they need? You know, I mean, really, yes, it was about hummus. Gosh, you know, perspective, hashtag perspective, question mark. Um, Anyway, that sort of started me on this role of all the people, you know, us and them. We're doing the good stuff. They're doing the bad stuff. You know, my street's got a produce swap, but those people are still la, 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 insert whatever Amy wanted to make people wrong about. Really, really actually finding identity and security and... um, um, wouldn't say pride, but definitely a sense of like confidence in 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 who I am by by being on the righteous side. You know, I'm I'm social distancing like better than anybody, and I'm this and I'm that, and I rah rah rah, and then and then all of the them and the you know whatever the people that have hoarded the toilet paper, all this sort of stuff. Um, really, I was going for it. I was so into the us and them thing, and 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 seeking out polarity, baby. I would get on the phone with my friend and we would have at it for like a good 20 minutes of a, fair enough, you know, it was a long, like an hour or so conversation as you do with great friends. But a portion of it was a big old rant about us, them. Then uh, I've been cramming a fair bit of guitar commentaries and, um, you know, a variety of them. Um, I'll talk more about that in a week or so when I want to do a nerd out on Bhagavad Gita uh, Geek Club. I'll tell you more about that later. It turns out there's a few other people in the world who are like, yeah, bring it. Let's talk about the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> anyway, so I've been reading a bunch of commentaries and, you know, over the weekend I started a new one and they all sort of started at the beginning and this one was quite uh, chatty. It's one of my faves. And, um, and just going over the story again, and the and the prince and the precip- uh, and the premise, and how you know the the Pandavas came to be where they were. How is it that the good guys ended up having to go into battle, and how they were just 
essentially fucked over and fucked over and fucked over by their evil cousins to the point where they were left with no further choice because they had, you know, the the the, the all of their land had been taken from them and the evil cousins that had taken it would not even return, uh, you know, the amount of land that would fit on the end of a needle. So that's kind of nasty, you know, serious toilet paper hoarding going on. Um, thanks very much to Rodina. Like, the guy had, you know vaults of toilet paper in, in the equivalent of modern day situation. And, you know, and then, and so they're faced with no other choice, but God damn it, we're going to have to go to war here. We've tried everything we can to avoid it. We can't even just exist. Um, we, we have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do but fight. And of course, you know, they've been through the situation where um, Krishna says to the, the good guy and the bad guy, hey, you know, you get to pick, you can have me or you can have all of my armies. If you pick me, uh, I won't fight. And straight away, Arjuna says, dude, I want you, man. Um, and Dorodna goes, gold, I want all the army and all the weapons and all the elephants and all the horses and everybody. I want that. So, okay, great. The, the, the game is set and um, Krishna uh, becomes the charioteer for, for Arjuna, the, you know, the, the, the fierce Dharmic warrior with the great uh, bow skills. Okay, great. So the two sides are ready to go and there's all sorts of conchas getting blown. Who knew there were so many different types of conchas with special names? But anyway, they are. There are. And Arjuna says to Krishna, dude, can you just like wheel me out a little bit further because I want to check out the – I want to get a sense of the lay of the land before this shit gets real. Um, and for anybody who's offended by my uh, interpretation of the Bhagavad Gita, I apologise in advance. I'm seeking to be uh, relatable – rather than reverent, uh, hopefully not irreverent though in the process. Anyway, so he's like, dude, wheel me out, let's, let's see what's going on. And so they do and Arjuna, uh, you know, he sees all of his guys and then he sees all of those guys and this is an us and them situation. Um, you know, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, let's do it. Except then he realises, oh, actually that guy is my teacher and those guys, they're my friends and those guys, they're my cousins and holy fudge, it's not us and them, it's just us. And this is the crisis point that is the very beginning of uh, of Krishna's teachings. Uh, you know, it's, it's Arjuna's despair when he slumps down into the chariot and says, man, I can't do this because... Those people are my people. It's not us and them. It's us and us. And in going to war, um, I'm going to have to actually, you know, fight people who are close to me, people who I value, people who I look up to, people who I have known my entire life, people who I deeply respect. This is a, you know, this is a this is a terrible situation. There is this is the the, the most complex of double binds. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And Krishna starts the teachings. Essentially, Krishna starts the teachings on what is yoga and how do you be a yogi and how do you address these complex situations which forms essentially the remaining majority of the text. And it struck me that that in recognising in myself that I'd been very... Um, very much uh, seeking solace in this idea of us and them, I had been bypassing a com the complexity of the situation and, and in so doing, denying myself the opportunity for yoga. 
it's very easy and safe to feel like you're on the righteous side. I'm the good person. I've only got a meager amount of toilet paper. I'm, I don't know, um, whatever else. I'm not going to do the thing. I'm whatever. I'm taking the higher ground at all costs. Um, that feels comfy, right? Like, doesn't it feel nice to be right? Mm-mm, yes. It feels so good. And those people, the bad ones, eh, all of those people that are still going to work and freaking out about money and, um, I don't know, like stockpiling the tin tomatoes and eating all the hummus. <laughs> They're the bad guys. It's so cozy in that space. And if we look at the Gita in the setup, the bad guys, the Kauravas, Duryodhana's team, they're, they're hot on that. Like Duryodhana is ready to fight because for him it's very clearly us and them. Those five brothers with the one wife, creepy, they're going down because I don't want to give them my stuff. I've got all the stuff. I fought for the stuff. I've ripped them off and cheated them and... Um, you know, trick trick them out of all of their money multiple times, and tried to burn them down down in a in a in, in a flammable palace that I built for the that specific purpose. I've tried all the things. This is it. They're the they're going down because I want to keep what's mine. That really really safe. That feels really really good. It's protective. It's comforting. I'm the good guy. I'm I'm on. I've got it right. You've got it wrong. That makes me feel better about me. And if we take Amy's extrapolation of the teaching, the, prime, the, 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 the sort of first, um, the teaching from the first and the second chapter, definitely the first chapter, it's, well, hang on a second. Check that premise. Is there us and them? Or is there simply us? And if, as Krishna says, or as Arjuna recognizes, there is just us, this is where stuff gets interesting. This is where it gets murky. This is where we get confronted with all of the stuff that we, all of the constructs, all of the mind frames, all of the vasana, the stories that were keeping us safe. I'm the good girl. I stay at home. I've got enough for myself. I'm putting like my extra like surplus tomatoes in a box at the end of my driveway for my neighbors. I'm like pure. Ew, Amy, what the hell? I was so, I was getting comfort from being in this like us and them territory. You know, in yoga, there's just one thing. It's all of us. It's just consciousness experiencing itself so me and the dude who's selling toilet paper at four times the price on ebay are the same thing me and him the same me and the freaking virus the same uh all of it just one and 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 this is where you know we get to like put the the rubber to the road because it's one thing to have a t-shirt that says all one it's quite another to actually sort of exist in that space, right? It's gritty. It's murky. It's tough. It's interesting. It's complex. It's yoga. So for today, based on my sort of personal kind of 
slumping in the chariot moment over the weekend, I want to talk about if we are really going to step into this energy of us, period, how do we do it? How do we do it in a way that is mindful? How do we take action in a way that is honoring that oneness and also the um, you, you know the manifest reality of, of life? Because I'm not saying go out and hug everybody because we don't do that these days. So how do you do that? Um, and I've come up with some points and I'd love to know what you think. So as always, hit me up on Insta at amyyogabizcoach. So the first, and these are based, these points are based on stories and anecdotes that I've heard over, you know, just over the past couple of days with people reaching out to me and, um, you know, what I've seen, I'm not hanging out on Facebook. In fact, if you're feeling overwhelmed or deflated, or if you're in any level of fear, I really do recommend that you stay off your Facebook feed, keep using it for business. But the Facebook algorithm is such that it continues to show you stuff that you look at. So if you've looked at one shitty thing over time, your feed will turn into a shit show. So, um, don't do that. Uh, this is a tangent in case you hadn't noticed. My hack is to go onto Instagram and just load it up with hashtags that have nothing to do with anything other than pictures that make you feel good. I was talking to a yoga teacher last week and she, and she was hesitant to get on Instagram because she had a um, eating disorder and she didn't want to be triggered by all of the skinny yogis on Instagram. So she hadn't started an account and I was sharing this hack with her. I follow some hashtags, uh, Canteria. I follow, uh, what else? Uh, like all, I follow quite a number of like cute dog hashtags. So um, that's what I see in my Insta feed. Cute dogs, um, corgis wearing hats. There's quite a, corgis wearing natty looking neckties. Uh, that's what I see when I open up my socials and it makes me feel happy. Uh, otters noisily eating pieces of salmon always makes me happy. Who knew? So cute. I hate people with eat with their mouths open, except if you're an otter, I'll take it. I'll, like, I'll watch that thing four times over. Um, so if you're feeling deflated, sad, fearful, just check your social media uh, consumption and dial it into things that are simply going to make you feel happy. Uh, that's what I would recommend. Go follow some hashtags about whatever it is for you. If you're into cats or um, I don't know, like whatever you're into, um, go follow that stuff. Anyway, back to the topic. These are some, so so my my the reason that I've picked these couple of points that I want to use to illustrate the overarching premise of it's time for us and us, not us and them, are based on things that I've heard from the people in my community over the past couple of days. The first one is to honor your commitments. Honor your commitments. You know, when we start getting into well, this is mine, I'm going to protect mine because it's us and it's them, then we can become really misaligned with what it means, I believe, with what it means to be a yogi. I was talking with someone today and she's owed $7,500 um, by someone else in the yoga business for work that she's done um, that is past due at seven and a half grand. And, um, you know, that she she's not working right now because she taught at a studio. The studio had to obviously close. She's hustling. She's looking for ways to get online, etc. But for right now, nothing's coming in. Uh, and she's owed this lump sum. And, um, and it hasn't been paid because of this idea of us and them. I need to hoard my stuff for me and I need to protect it from them. 
So just, I think what's really important is to honour your commitments, honour your commitments. What have you already said you're going to do for people? Now, I'm not talking about self-abandoning. I'm not talking about your right to change your mind. But having someone do seven and a half grand of work for you and then deciding not to pay them, you don't get to choose that. Honour your commitments. What have you already said you would do? You know, Arjuna goes into battle because he's honouring his commitment. He was born into that role. He was raised for that task. It is his dharma to fight that fight. He will see it through because he's honouring that commitment as Krishna, you know, reminds him throughout the text. So where is it that you want to really check in with yourself about honouring your commitments, stuff that you have said you will do. Do you owe people money? Because just because we all have small businesses doesn't mean that everybody else's small business is instantly less needy than ours. You know, just because um, you're feeling a financial stress, if this is true for you, um, that doesn't mean that someone else that that is relying on you for their own livelihood in the in the in the short term isn't just as worthy. If it is us and us, if there is no us and them, honouring your commitments on this level is really really important. Not to the point of depriving or unnecessarily struggling or compromising your own boundaries. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about business commitments that you have made. This is all you know. This is true for people who have sold people into classes, you know, people who have memberships from you that you can no longer deliver. You know, if, if someone has bought a, um, a retreat from you and you can't deliver it anymore, honour that commitment. What are What is in your terms and conditions? And if you don't have any, you can't go retrospectively write them and then expect someone to agree to them after the fact. That's simply not ethical. So it now really is a time to be a great practitioner and honour your commitments. We're all in this. There is just us. And if there is just us, then we all, you know, we get to treat other people how we want to be treated. Honour your commitments. Um, the next one is to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I talked a little bit about this last week on my uh, Facebook page and a live on my Facebook page. You know, this is what this is what I was really getting sucked into until I, you know, had that moment over the weekend. Um, stop storing, Steve. Um, which is, you know, I was I was making up all of these judgments about other people. There's a um, building site at the moment uh, immediately opposite my house, and for the past five weeks, I've had nothing but earth moving equipment, heavy earth moving equipment that, it, by Australian law, must make a very loud constant beeping noise whenever the machine is going backwards which if you're moving one pile of dirt to another pile of dirt you do a fair bit and so it's been freaking loud and when everybody when the government here started talking about you can't go to work you can't do this you can't do that I was like yes thank god I'm gonna get a reprieve from the beeping now I can't do the podcast until those men go home because you don't all want to hear that as well and of course they didn't stop they're still working and um but here's the thing, you know, isn't it good that those blokes, because if you operate a bobcat, you can't do that from home. If your job is uh, digging trenches and laying piping, you can't do that from your house. There's no online backhoeing, at least not as far as I'm aware. 
So how cool is it that those dudes, there's two of them, a big block of land, they've each got a machine each, uh, they don't have to get anywhere near each other, they don't have to get anywhere near me, and they can keep on working. I think we need to start giving each other more benefit of the doubt and imagining what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. That, you know, the, the, if, uh, who knows what's got the sort of fear that is going on for someone who seriously has stockpiled all that toilet paper. You know, I read a really interesting article about why people did that. And one of the reasons why was because um, we perceive that to be a basic thing we you know we want to hold on to normalcy we want to hold on to cleanliness and in countries like mine toilet paper is an important way of doing that you know countries like Thailand where you just have a spray or whatever they don't have the same thing about it but for us for a lot of people you know poo is icky um, and we don't want to get we want to stay out of icky we want to stay safe and toilet paper is an affordable commodity to, to hoard so if you don't have a whole bunch of money that's one thing that you can afford to buy and keep at your house. And it gives you a sense of safety. And so two weeks ago, Amy was like, oh my God, people are so selfish. Why don't they just take what they need? But if I give people the benefit of the doubt, and if I remember that there is only us, not us and them, it makes sense. If I'm freaking out and I don't have a backup plan, man, like I am living paycheck to paycheck and I work a job that is not going to happen when things get shut down and I'm casual dude. So there is no like leave or anything coming at me. What can I do now with the money that I have that's going to help me feel safe in a couple of weeks? It looks like toilet paper. Now I get that. Like, okay, cool, dude. I'm, I'm all right. You know, because I live alone. Um, you know, I'm an innovator. Uh, and I've got enough for me. Uh, and I don't need to make someone else wrong in order to make me feel safe. This is, you know, this is the same for um, if we think about how things are playing out online with yoga teaching, right? At the moment, a whole lot of people are like, well, if they don't charge anything, I can't charge it. I need to make money and eh. Whoa. Well, that's, you know, that's an interesting story. Let's look at what might be going on there because if there's no us and them and there's only us and we decide to give people the benefit of the doubt, maybe some people are doing free classes because they're really scared. They're really scared that all of their students are going to go and leave them and not do anything else. So they're punching out a whole bunch of free stuff because they're really hoping that if they overgive, when the time comes for someone to pay them for something, they will. That makes sense, right? It's not how I want to run my business, but I don't need to make someone else wrong in order for me to feel safe because there is no us and them. There's simply us. Let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. If someone sends you a snarky snark email, I've had a bunch, snarky snarks, you shouldn't be charging for this right now. You should be giving it away for free. Um, well, here's what I know about that. That person is frightened about money. They're frightened and fear sucks, right? I get it. Uh, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You don't think I'm a crappy person. You're not attacking me personally. You're frightened. Okay, I can get with that. Because there's not us and them. There's just us and us. And I can hold space for that without taking it personally and getting all bent out of shape or sending back an email that's like, well, I believe I have value. And if you value what I, then you wouldn't even ask this question. If you Forget about it. Let's give people the benefit of the doubt.
The next one is the importance of really protecting your own energy boundaries. And here I want to start by talking about um, charging your worth, firstly. I've had a bunch of people email me or message me. In fact, one person, even on Insta, uh, another anecdote I'll get to in a second, um, say, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've been asked to do this for free. I've had people request, could they have my thing for free, that they're in financial adversity and they want it for free. What do I do? And here's what I'm doing. Because I've had this a lot. Um, people saying, you know, you should, you should do this for free right now because people really need it. Here's the thing. I really need it. This is my number one jam. I'm not looking for a government subsidy or government support, like welfare payments or whatever. I'm not going to do that. There are people who are a hell of a lot more needy than me that can get that. Um, I'm going to keep on doing what I can do to cover my own bills. Um, as I've been saying to people, you know, next month, the month after, are the key months in my business plan where I offer my retreat in Thailand. Um, that is inappropriate to offer to people now. It just doesn't make sense. And the income that every year comes in at that time that syncs up with when my tax is due and when my uh, retirement plan contribution is due, you know, like tens of thousands of dollars due in my business at the end of that sales period. Well, that still happens, but the sales period isn't going to. No, I'm not going into freak out. I've got ideas. It's going to be great. But I'm not giving away a whole bunch of stuff for free, not because people don't need it. Of course, I believe in the value of what I have and I do think it will help people. I need to help me and you need to help you. And this is not a time to feel compelled to give away your services for free because someone is looking to transfer their fear onto you. Now, this is different from do you want to tithe something? Do you want to do a pro bono something or other? Do you know somebody who really needs you and seriously can't afford it? Like have at that. But I had someone write to me on Facebook over the weekend saying, I'm having a whole lot of requests for people to get my thing for free and I don't even know these people. What should I do? Um, and my response to that is help them, help them, but don't give your stuff away for free. So when people are asking me, I really need your course, Amy, but, you know, I've lost my job, my husband's lost, my, lost his job, we, we, you know, we've got mortgage, we've got that. I'm not saying, well, too bad, so sad, because that would be just an asshole thing to do. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Oh, my God. I'm going to do that to one of you one day, someone who actually knows me quite well, because you'll know that I'm joking. At least I hope. Sorry. Eh, eh. Um, it's all, you know, it's doggy it, it, dog, each woman for each yogini for herself. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but I'm also not saying, oh, my God, of course. Yes, have everything for free. Would you like me to courier you my toilet rolls? I'm not doing that either. I'm saying I get it. I get that for some people, now is not the right time to buy my thing. So in the meantime, here's a whole bunch of free stuff that I've already made that I really think will help. So if you're having this situation, if people are saying, I really need your, um, I really need your daily meditation thing, I really need your 
Positivity Club. I really need to get my kids into your uh, Saturday Watsama call it. If you're having a whole bunch of this stuff but I just can't afford it, you don't have to give your things away for free. This doesn't make you heartless. It's an important time to protect your energetic boundaries. You can still serve by sharing with those people what you already have that's free. What can you give away from a place of fullness? Because we don't want to hoard our own stuff. We don't want to say, well, you can't have it because, eh, or I need to protect mine. But we do need to seek out some kind of balance whereby we're still helping. We're still contributing to the high vibration of the planet. We're still practicing savor. And we're still keeping ourselves safe and energetically protected. So um, that's, they're, they're my first three points. Honour your commitments, give people the benefit of the doubt and protect your own energetic boundaries. Notice if you're feeling compelled to self-abandon. Um, oh, I need to do it for them because they have nothing. No, 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 there's no us and them. There's just us. There's just us. And the final one I talk, want to talk about is the importance of, um, if there is just us, I want to talk about the importance of flow and abundance. And I mentioned this a little bit at the start of the episode today. If you have the ability to spend, if you have if you are if you're rocking it out with your online classes, if for the most part you've managed to retain you know a good a good few of your students and they're still showing up on Zoom or whatever you're doing, or if you're still receiving payment plans for something that's happening next year, or if your yoga teacher training is happily moved into a Facebook group and everybody's still pairing along, if the abundance is still coming in for you, please make sure that the abundance is flowing out to other people as well. You don't need to go, I'm not saying go deplete your own uh, resources, but I am saying who else could you support that would really make a difference for them? You know, I'm intentionally signing up to other people's online classes. Sure, it's great for me. I'm not doing yoga by myself right now. It's just like, yeah, another thing by myself. Um, And I like being with people because when you live alone, even when you have the best fur housemate in the world, it's lonely. There is great benefit in me doing your online stuff. But I got to say, for me, more importantly than the kickback I get from being in your classes is knowing that I'm putting coins back out into the universe. You know, if we think of that image of Lakshmi, like I'm pouring some back out. I'm generating some because I've got a thing that I can do for my house that makes me feel good about it, feels like it's right livelihood and it's helping people. That's a blessing. So I'm going to pay that shit forward by doing things with other people. And I'm not talking about going and buying a whole bunch of stuff because I don't need anything. I've got what I need. But I can do things like invest in services. You know, I've got things that need doing around my house. And I've had over the years of living here some amazing contractors who have done incredible work for me. And I was thinking about it over the weekend, like they could come do stuff. I need someone to come cut down a whole bunch of old weedy plum trees. Um, you know, you don't need any, no special skills for that. If you've got a good... Uh, what do you call it? Like a, we call it whippersnipper in Australia. What do you call it? Brush cutter? Uh, in your shed and you've got enough petrol for it? I, I can pay you. Come do that for me. We don't need to talk to each other. We don't need to touch any of the same things. 
but how else could I be, um, you know, how else could I be contributing to the flow of abundance? My One of my neighbours here, she bought us all uh, a, a shared pot of $1,000 at our local independent bookstore. She rang them up and she said, here's my card, bill me for a grand. Uh, and then whenever someone from the name of our street calls up and asks for a book, um, drive it over to them, would you? And the shop, the bookshop was so chuffed with this idea that they kicked in an extra hundred bucks into our kitty. And so all the kids in my street that are now at home uh, have got all these great new books to read. And some of the adults are getting books too. I'm not getting any books because I have a shameful amount of unread books. I'm good for like quite some time. Um, but how nice is that? Supporting local business by just putting abundance back out into flow. It needs to keep moving. So if there's no us and them, how are you making sure that the abundance that you are generating, and this is a huge congratulations to everybody who has transitioned to online and is calling in prosperity. Some of you, like money that you didn't even see coming is coming in. How are you making sure that that's flowing through you? Not all of it, not to the point of depletion, but some of it in meaningful ways. Not simply just buying a whole bunch of shit online, but maybe thinking about how could you support tradespeople, independent retailers, um, service providers? How could you support folks? Us, you know, other yoga classes? Do you need some PT? Is there a, um, I don't know, like what, what sort of service could you invest in? Is it time, have you always wanted to have a tarot card reading? Is it time to find someone and and give her your $90 for an hour of her time. I don't know. What does it look like for you? How can you continue to have the abundance flowing so that we all feel nourished and supported and so that we're all contributing to this idea of us? Do you get some takeout from your local independent restaurant delivered to your house instead of one of the big chains? Do you go for one of the big chains because those they need to stay open. They got people to pay. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like for you and what your personal sort of ethics code is and who you like to buy from and why or any of those things. But, you know, I just think that that it's one thing to to feel good about being self-contained and it's a fantastic thing to be able to have a profession that can transition to an online platform. Like I was saying, if you drive a backhoe, if you dig trenches and lay cable for a living, you know, and, and you're an independent subcontractor, you're fucked when everybody says, sorry, construction union says no more. What do you do? Pretty sure you don't have a hefty income protection plan. I don't know. You get benefits and you hope that they kick in. I don't know what happens. Like, how can you be generating abundance in a way that is meaningful, positive, raising the vibration, serving people? How can you be doing that work and then reinvesting it back into the system? We are in an incredibly beneficial and fortunate and privileged place where our vocation can survive separation. It can survive uh, and not only survive, flourish in times of social distancing. So rather than take your foot off the gas, my loving invitation today is to consider what else could I do to generate abundance so that I can give that money to someone else. It's one thing to offer yoga classes for free, but the guy who who has helped me renovate my house, that's not going to help him. 
What's going to help him is Amy figures out a way to make a whole bunch of more money doing stuff that helps people and that is good for the planet and then paying him to come work up the back of my property and sort something out for me. That's helping things. So for anybody who's been feeling like, oh, I don't want to charge, I don't want to charge, I want to give this for free because everybody's in adversity, I challenge you to rethink that. You've got something that has value that people need. What would it look like if you sold the hell out of it and then was really creative and you would let yourself be really creative about how you would like to reinvest that money? And reinvesting in the sense of not us and them, but just us. We get to do this thing. And we get to collect the coins, the Lakshmi coins, from people who willingly give them and get great benefit from that exchange. And we get to redirect them to people who don't have the opportunity that we do simply to pivot fairly easily. Sure, has there been some tech fails? Sure, but compared to what? It's nothing, right? Who cares? You taught a whole Zoom with the sound off. Who cares? Um, I was going to do a yoga class today and her Wi-Fi shut the bed and so she couldn't do it. Who cares? Like, this is nothing. These are not actual problems, right? These are not actual problems. The yoga teacher that I worked with over the weekend who lion's share of her income came from being an in-home carer to someone who has a serious disability and is at high risk, she got, like, that job ended. Gone. Done. Can't do that remote. Can't change someone's catheter on Zoom. Can't do it. Um, But I can teach yoga on Zoom and then who knows, maybe I can funnel that money to someone else who who doesn't have the luxury of making a fairly straightforward pivot like we do. How can you continue to charge, in fact, offer more stuff, not to burn yourself out, not to go into overwhelm, so safe and loving boundaries, please let's assume all of those good things, but so that you can generate abundance to pay it forward because there's not us and them. You don't need to hoard your money. It's us and us. It's just us. We're all in this together. This is just really, you know, consciousness experiencing itself. So um, I don't know, this is a bit of a wacky topic, but it was really just coming up for me over the weekend when I, you know, the the Shaktipad moment of, Amy, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like We're all in this, you, you know. And then, and then when you have that thing of, oh God, it's like Arjuna in the chariot. Oh God, we are all in this. I know you guys. I kind of can imagine what it's like to be you right now. Or I can't imagine what it's like to be you right now. But I get that it's different and it's probably scary. Then the work starts. Then the yoga starts. So what do we do now? If it is just us and us, then I've got to blow my heart open with compassion and think, all right, this changes the stakes. What do we do now? And the answer is now we do yoga. This is where all the work, you know, someone sent me such a sweet love note over the weekend saying, Amy, thank you so much. If it wasn't, I've been teaching yoga for 20 years. And if it wasn't for your free trainings, I wouldn't have been able to handle the situation. And I just wrote her back and I said, look, this is a lovely note and I receive and I'm very grateful for your, your, your warm words. But the reason you're okay with the situation right now is not my fucking YouTube channel. (laughs) It's the fact that you've been doing yoga for 20 years. That's what's making you okay here. You know, this is where the practice actually begins. And so 
to recap, some things to consider, at least things that have been coming up for me and folks in my community this past couple of days. One, honour your commitments. Show up and do what you say you're going to do. Don't have bills outstanding. Pay your shit online, uh, on time, um, if you can, right? If you can't, organise a payment plan. Get on that shit. But honour your commitments. Don't um, bail out on students because you're having a bad day. If you said you were going to show up and do something, show up and do it. Unless something really goes sideways, honour your commitments. And if something really does go sideways, have the courage to talk to the person that might be feeling let down. You know, this stuff about just bailing and ghosting people. I've had so many stories in the past. You know, this is yogis doing this to each other. Not okay. Honour your commitments because it's not us and them. It's us and us. Next, give people the benefit of the doubt. Who knows what it's like to be someone else right now? Who knows? I am so privileged. I don't have kids at home. I don't have a husband who's lost his job or a wife who's lost his job or someone who doesn't identify as clear, you know, gendered stereotypes, yada. But it's just me. I'm a little in front on my mortgage. Uh, I don't have any stonking great big credit card or debt or student loans. Um, I still got tomatoes growing in the garden. No more fresh produce in the fridge, but I've got a garden that's still producing. I am in an incredibly privileged place. I can't imagine the stress that it's like for people who don't have it as good as I happen to have it right now. I need to give people the benefit of the doubt. If someone wants to chew me out via email because I'm the safe person that they feel they can just vent a whole bunch of fear to that's masquerading as some kind of like, you know, disparaging email, I can take that. I can take it. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not at their best right now because life is really tough for them. Next, protect your energy boundaries. If people start asking you for free stuff, you don't have to say... If, if people want your paid things for free, you don't have to say yes. You can say no, and here's something else that might help. I'm, I'm really... You know, this is... A, if you have classes on YouTube... If someone says, can I come to your retreat? I really need it. Your virtual retreat, I can't afford the $20 or whatever it is. You can say, well, the ED I want to really honour the people who have signed up and paid. So you can't come to that for free. But what you can have for free is access to my YouTube channel, which has got seven great classes on it. And I'm sure if you did a couple, you'll feel really good. And then the last one for today is keep charging. Keep charging, keep serving, keep selling. Don't shrink down your business goals because of some sense of austerity measures. I'm going to play small now um, because, because everybody's going into hibernation. If people want to buy from you, let them. Generate abundance so that you can continue the flow of it. Abundance only works when it's in flow. It's got to be moving. There are people in your community who would love an unexpected request for from you for their service or their goods or whatever it is that they're doing. Signing up to someone else in my community, throw up a post. Who's got some classes I can buy? I'm looking to do, someone asked me, who's got an arm balance workshop that's virtual? It's time, I want to do one. Tell me. How can you pay it forward with the money that you are able to generate right now because we are blessed? We didn't see it coming, but we have fallen into a vocation that can still work in our current situation. There you have it, folks. I hope that's been useful. There's no us and them. There's just us and us in yoga and in life. Uh, to finish up,
for today. I want to talk to you about my Facebook ads know-how for yoga teachers. Uh, it starts next week. Registrations are closing on Sunday. There's a couple more places if you would like to join us. If you are looking to grow your business right now, if you would like to, as so many people have been reporting, have like tons of people coming to your online classes, people that you don't know, people who don't live in your country, people who don't, not in the same time zone, um, you know, want to know how to do that, uh, that's through social media advertising. And that's what this program is all about. Um, similarly, I was thinking about it today, like how, what are the perfect campaigns that you all should be running right now? Everybody should have a campaign on right now for where you load up into Facebook Ads Manager your customer data. Anybody who's ever bought a class from you, upload their data and show those people ads. Hey, remember me? So you know what? Someone might not have been to your class for three years, but they're sat at home feeling lonely and isolated. And there's your face. And they remember three years ago when they were on a health kick, they did a term of your classes and they quite liked them. And there's your face again. And you're saying, hey, remember me? Want to go online for some classes with me? Like that's an ad that everybody should be running right now. Upload your customer data and show ads to those people, your past students. Um, you know, we're, we're all looking for familiarity right now. Anyway, uh, that's a bigger conversation. But my point is, if, you, if you're like, what? That's even a thing? Um, <laughs> you need to sign up for my Facebook ads training. Like I said, starts next week. Registration is closed on Sunday. It's 297 bucks, um, which is about the same in New Zealand dollars because uh, having just bought my place on retreat on Sunday, I know that. Uh, it's less if you're in the US. It's obviously less if you're in euros or pounds. Uh, Canada, I think we're about the same. Um, sorry. Uh, anyway, the link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash Facebook ads. If you have questions about it, if you're not sure if it's for you, any of those good things, Insta message me, Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Um, I'm thinking about doing like two podcasts a week. Um, I don't want to overload everybody, but I thought maybe there's like the standard Monday and then like a shorter peppy kind of midweek. I don't know. If you think that's a good idea, let me know. Stay tuned for more info about the guitar, sorry, the guitar geek fest and not like strumming with an Australian accent. I mean like, um, you know, the song of the blessed one. <laughs> I think that will be fun and hyper nerdy. All right, everybody, take good care. Wash your hands. Uh, keep serving. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you all soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.